Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Mile High Report Radio with your hosts, Adam Malnati. And Ian St. Clair. Get involved with the Denver Broncos conversation at milehighreport.com. And now, it's time to get to work. Welcome back to another edition of the MHR Radio Podcast. A special edition, which seems to be a theme. Yeah, apparently when you go through coaching changes, all of the podcasts are special edition podcasts. Uh, Mile High Report Radio, Ian St. Clair, Adam Malnati. Um, Ian, I have a, I have to ask this question. Has Gary Kubiak been fired yet? Coincidentally, yes. It would appear that he and the Broncos have, in the words of Mike Kliss, divorced. Yeah, it was a it's it's what uh, Gwyneth Paltrow would call a mutual uncoupling. I guess you popped it out there and expected oh, it. To, I did. You know. I didn't know if we were going to get one of those in there uh, for this special edition, but but we are. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to launch a small complaint. Uh, if you happen to be listening to Orange and Blue 760 this morning, first and ten at ten, I, I don't know how many minutes I spent talking to the guys. Uh, about how I liked the pairing of Fangio and Kubiak. I thought Kubiak could could modernize his system. I know we've talked about it. And then uh, maybe an hour later, after I get off the radio with with those guys, I get I get the news that Kubiak is not going to be hired as the offensive coordinator. And I've been made to look a fool. Ridiculous. 
And we spent a good deal of our last podcast with the hiring of Vic Fangio talking about the coupling of Vic Fangio and Gary Kubiak. And it's amazing how it's changed from this was Tuesday to Friday. Yeah, this was faster than Britney Spears' first first marriage. I mean, it's ridiculous. Remember she remember she got married in Vegas to that random guy and then had to get a divorce like right away. Remember that? Was that just just me? All right. Well, I don't fine. I don't really pay attention to Britney Spears. I, look, it's uh it's pop culture. Sometimes we have to uh, reach out to a, a broader audience base and so i was trying to bring people in who enjoy pop culture of the 1990s and early 2000s so old people and i doubt they've listened to britney spears oh come on that's not fair i bet they did listen to britney spears but they're not admitting it right now out loud but they're listening to this podcast and they're thinking to themselves yes they did listen they did it again Oops. Yeah. If we're gonna go if we're gonna go down a pop culture <laughs> should, rabbit hole should we about about things that like a, a guilty pleasure, I will admit right now on this podcast that Uh-oh. I still like and enjoy Rick Astley. Oh. Do you, is it because he's never gonna give you up? Yes. Or is it because he's never gonna let you down? Both. Wow. I mean, it's comforting to know all of that. It is. I it's need. A, it's a. It's a. It's a security blanket, if you will. When you're listening, you know he's going to be around. He's never going to uh, fool around and hurt you. So that's that's good. That's a good thing. And I really want that denim suit from the, that he, that he wears in the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I. I. It. it um. No. No. <laughs> the Canadian tuxedo, if you will. <laughs> Oh yeah, eh? <laughs> oh yeah. Where'd you get the denim tuxedo, eh? Okay, back on track. Are we? Have we ever really been on track? But that's that's basically how this whole Kubiak thing went about. I mean, it's it was just... he was in, then he was out. Sometimes you're in, and then you're out. It was a could quick hit. Steal, could we steal a line from Vic Fangio? They they didn't sideways him. <laughs> no, they didn't sideways him. That's a good line. I like it. I like it. No, it was. Um, let's talk about it a little bit. Let's actually let's actually do. Let's 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 discuss this just a touch. Gary Kubiak looked like he was going to take over as the offensive coordinator for the Denver Broncos. Back in the mix, on the field, calling the plays, and out of the blue, really, the Broncos announced that no, this is not going to happen, and. Gary Kubiak and the Denver Broncos are parting ways. Sort of a shock knowing um, the affection that John Elway has for Gary Kubiak. Uh, what, is, what, is the, what is the takeaway here? How do we uh, – what do we do with that? I think there's two things to take away from it at this point, from what we know. The first off is Kubiak was going to bring in two of his guys – that had already been fired by the Broncos two years ago in Rick Dennison and Brian Perini. And there's no way that Elway was going to go for that. There's, I mean, there's just no way. When two guys get fired, the guy who fired them, essentially, is, there's no way he's going to bring them back on. 
And I think that's one of the big reasons why Gary Kubiak left as a head coach, aside from the health issues. But it's because he was not going to want to part with Rick Dennison and Perry Periani. I, I mean, to me, that's the big one. The second one is it seems like Elway wanted to get the offense to 2019. Kubiak didn't. Which is a surprise, right? I, I mean, it doesn't seem like it would be that difficult to modernize what Gary Kubiak does already. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I talked about this on, on the show with uh, Mace and, and Edwards and, and Steve Atwater as well. Gary Kubiak's system is being run by Sean McVay in Los Angeles with the Rams because he runs Mike Shanahan's offense because Sean McVay's grandfather worked for the San Francisco 49ers and was on that is a part of that coaching tree that Mike Shanahan comes from under Bill Walsh and then George Seifert. So it it's confusing a little bit, right? That he wouldn't be able to look at a, a you know, a modern NFL tape and go, I can fit my scheme into what modern NFL teams are doing. It's a certain stubbornness that I think when he was the head coach, you and I complained about his stubbornness a little bit. Um, And, and it, it sort of popped up here again with his inability to part with guys that clearly aren't um, NFL material. And then on top of that, um, this sort of, like refusal to change your scheme at all or to update what you're doing, that to me is is confusing to say the least. And so I suppose, you know, John Elway finally put his foot down, right? We've, I think we've seen that over the last week that John Elway is, has decided this is his last hire at head coach. He knows it. He's not going to screw it up by going backwards on offense just because his buddy wants to be the offensive coordinator again. And this goes back to something that we talked about on the podcast on to, on why I was originally accepting Gary Kubiak as the offensive coordinator. And you mentioned it. McVay is a part of that Bill Walsh, George Seifert coaching tree. There's someone else who is a part of that who has made his offense completely modern and current, and that's Andy Reid. Andy Reid didn't work on the 49ers staff. He wasn't a part of the George Seifert staff, but he was a part of Mike Holmgren's staff. And Mike Holmgren was absolutely a part of the George Seifert and Bill Walsh coaching tree. And my, my reasoning for giving Kubiak the benefit of the doubt and thinking that it could work is that if Andy Reid can do it, Gary Kubiak can do it because their systems are basically the same thing. And then you mentioned Sean McVay, but as soon as I got the inclination that Kubiak was going to bring in Rick Dennison again, that was it. Well, and I, I think it was like that for all of Broncos country. I think and everybody Tim went, Lynch, no. Tim Lynch actually has a story coming out on Saturday morning about how all it took for people to turn on Gary Kubiak was the mentioned of the mention of Rick Dennison. I mean, the, that the stubbornness on no on on that alone just baffles me. And the other big question is is shouldn't have Elway known that when he brought up Gary Kubiak's name at that New Year's Eve news conference when he said that he wanted Gary Kubiak to be a part of the offense and a part of the team? 
That's a good question. I, you know, I don't think anybody other than Elway will ever actually know if if that would be the case. But I feel like that's something that you're right. It, he should have known that. If and if he did bring it up and and didn't know that Gary Kubiak was was wanting to bring back Rick Dennison, there's clearly something going on there beyond just Elway wanting to modernize. But it, it seems like. Kubiak was was maybe withholding information. I, you know what? I don't even want to get into that because it just feels like there was too there were too many variables there, and it just looks like two guys with different ideas. And this might be the only time in their history uh, that they really got, got to a point where they couldn't agree on something so much that they had to go separate ways. Because we all know how close John Elway and Gary Kubiak are. They were like we've said many times. They were roommates as teammates. Gary Kubiak was the offensive coordinator when John Elway won his back-to-back Super Bowls. They are very close friends, and as well they should be. This was just, it was a bridge too far at this point. We You, you cannot continue to go backwards. And, and like I said, John Elway knows that Vic Fangio is the last head coach that he's going to hire as the general manager of the Denver Broncos. Because if it doesn't work out, he's probably gone. And if it does work out, then he's around for a while and so is Vic Fangio. Going backwards on offense guarantees that Vic Fangio doesn't work out and that John Elway loses his job as the vice president of football operations for the Denver Broncos. That's just the truth. And John Elway wasn't willing to sacrifice his legacy with the franchise for anybody, including his best friend, Gary Kubiak. The other reason I like this move is one of the biggest complaints when it was starting to to become clear that Vic Fangio was going to be the choice and become the 17th head coach of the Denver Broncos. There were people saying that, well, is Vic Fangio really the decision maker? Is he really the head coach? Not just because of Gary Kubiak, but because there started to be this these reports coming out that he that Fangio told John Elway that he would allow Elway to pick the staff. So that criticism started to pop up. Well, Vic Fangio is just another puppet for John Elway. That's clearly not the case with this. And I think it shows that John Elway is going to allow Vic Fangio to pick his staff, which is huge. It is crucial that a first-time head coach, and not just a first-time head coach, but a guy who has been around the NFL for 32 years, who knows football, and he just spent the last season of his career with Matt Nagy, who is a part of that Andy Reid modern offense, who has a modern offense, who has a young quarterback in Mitch Trubisky. That's what John Elway wants. He wants a forward-thinking offense. He may want an old-school, build-from-the-bottom-up foundation, death-by-inches, no more, fundamentals, all that stuff. But you need to have a forward-thinking offense. And the fact that Elway is going to base, he's going to allow Vic Fangio to pick his staff shows again that he, I think he's starting to get it figured out that he's changing his way of thinking, that he's evolving 
as a general manager and the president of football operations. Which is paramount to the success of the franchise moving forward. And I guess what it does at this point, and this is really the the, the big focus now is who is available out there? Because let's be honest, some of the names that were out there that people really wanted, they've already moved on. Um, you know, I think Cliff Cliff Kingsbury somehow fell into a head coaching job <laughs> who he couldn't keep his job at Texas Tech. He got hired as offensive coordinator for USC, and then all of a sudden he's the head coach of an NFL franchise. That to me is crazy. I would have been happy to have him as the OC in Denver. I think that would have been a good fit. But who's out there? Now, having seen some of these guys already get hired in other places uh, and and no longer be available, who who should the Broncos be targeting? And, and did you want me to start with the, with the, one of the names that you can't say? I actually wanted to start with a name I think is the most intriguing. Okay, we'll do that because because that's because of where he is right now, and that's a name that Broncos fans may be familiar with because he's the brother of the guy they originally wanted to bring in as an offensive coordinator. Zach Taylor interviewed for the head coaching job for the Denver Broncos. He's apparently going to go to the Cincinnati Bengals when the Rams season ends. Nothing's been offered yet. All the reports say that they're not going to interfere with the Rams playoff run. They don't want to do any of that. So no, no offer has been made. They haven't negotiated none of that stuff, which I think is pretty cool. Allow him to to do his job as the Rams quarterback coach, work with Sean McVay, and get the Rams as far as possible. But it, it's looking like Zach Taylor will be the next head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals. And with his ties to Cincinnati, he was the offensive coordinator for the University of Cincinnati. He has an affinity for the Queen City. So that makes sense. But I think even a guy who is more intriguing than Zach Taylor is his brother, Press Taylor, who's the quarterback's coach for the Philadelphia Eagles, which means he's on the Doug Peterson tree. And I prefer the Doug Peterson tree because Doug Peterson actually won a Super Bowl. So for those of you who maybe don't know what Ian is talking about, Doug Peterson is from the Andy Reid coaching tree, which, which is fine. And because he's from the Andy Reid coaching tree, uh, Ian's a little less comfortable saying that Press Taylor is from the Andy Reid coaching tree. It's easier to say he's from the Doug Peterson coaching tree. I I think your reasoning is fair. Doug Peterson has won a Super Bowl. And we saw what his offense can do with Big D Nick. That's true. That is very true. And they are... um, Still in the playoffs, so you got to give them credit there, and they're the reason that Vic Fangio became available, and it's, that's probably the reason why Mike Mike Munchak is not the head coach in Denver. Would you agree with that? I think it. I think Mike Munchak isn't the head coach because Vic Fangio, I think, was just a better option. But since we're talking about Mike Munchak, let's do. It came out today that the Broncos want to hire him as the offensive line coach. Yes, please. Because if you listen to our podcast with Ryan Edwards and Andrew Mason, they talked about how he could improve the offensive line. Well, he really didn't do that when he was the head coach of the Tennessee Titans, but he has done that as the offensive line coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So without a doubt, get Mike Munchak in here and have him work with Garrett Holds. 
or Garrett Bowles or Hodor. Who, whoever. Have him work anyway, with whoever. Get Mike Munchak in here because he is the best offensive line coach in the NFL. So that would be – talk about a coup. Get Fangio and Munchak. That'd be impressive. I would totally be down for that. But absolutely. In terms in terms of the offensive coordinator, I, I'm most intrigued by by Press Taylor. Okay. Yeah, it's an interesting one to think that uh bringing in a guy from from Philadelphia, he's got that experience, he's got playoff experience, he's he's clearly uh running a, a modern NFL offense, which I think is something that the Broncos desperately need. Um let's let's throw out a couple other names. Um Let's see. The the guy from Tampa Bay, Munkin. I, I think that would be a little bit lower on the list. I, I It would be interesting because he's worked with Jameis Winston. I I, I don't know how, how forward-thinking enough it is because Dirk Cutter just got fired, right. even though he's now the offensive coordinator for the Falcons. That's a name that that really doesn't do it for me, like Press Taylor does, and the other the other name that ties in to Press Taylor, and it's another head coach who comes from the Doug Peterson tree, is Frank Reich. He's the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. He worked with both Doug Peterson and Press Taylor last year with the Philadelphia Eagles. So it. The more I think about it, the more I want Press Taylor. But there are a couple of other names that are out there. Well, you bring up Frank Reich, and, and the, the other name that goes with that is Nick Sirianni, who is uh, his offensive coordinator, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? Correct. Even though I think Frank Reich calls the plays in Indianapolis, he's still the technically the offensive coordinator. So it's kind of a lateral, it would be a lateral move. I, I, how often do you think you're going to see a guy go from being offensive coordinator on one team to offensive coordinator on another? I, I just don't see that happening. And especially in a, in, in a situation like that, where he's going to a place from Andrew Luck to Case Keenum, who I guess it's Case, well, Ke- it's Case Keenum. Is, right is it going to be Case Keenum? Yeah, I think because that's the guy a big who question, did, yeah. The guy who wanted Case Keenum, is no longer a part of the organization. So I think that throws Case Keenum's status way up in the air at this point. That's true. That's I, I, who knows? Different tangent. Yeah, that's that's a different show. Maybe that's uh, that's a show for a, a later date. Uh, another special show. I'll, I'll hit you with another Italian name just because we're going to stay with him. Filippo, the guy who just got fired by Minnesota. Let's just say no to that now. I think it's I think it's an interesting name, but with what just happened with the Vikings, I don't see it happening. And I I can picture Broncos fans around the world listening to this who probably just threw up a little bit in their just mouth. A, just a little bit. Well, I, that's why I said no right away. I was like, I'm going to throw the name out. Just to, I'm just you know what I'm doing is I'm just building up my Italian names. So uh, what about Joe Lombardi? I like that just because you get the Lombardi name into the facility and into the team because he is the grandson of the guy the trophy is named after. So that's got to be some good juju, isn't it? Sure, it's got to count I think for my something. wife probably just rolled her eyes. She rolled her eyes at you? Well, you deserved it. She doesn't like juju or juice. Well, but he's got the juice maybe. Oh, see, I'm here to help. Uh, 
you know, it's does interesting. Chubb have the juice? I think Chubb has the juice. I, th- I think he does. But that's that's another show as well. Joe Lombardi is the quarterbacks coach in New Orleans, and so he works with one of the best quarterbacks in the history of the NFL. I feel confident in saying that when we talk about Drew Brees. He's got a lot of the stats. He's got a Super Bowl. He's a he's got he potentially will have another one at the end of this season. And so I I like that name. I like the idea of a Joe Lombardi. Um, I, I'm not sure if he's on the radar in Denver, but I think that's a fun name. That's a good one to think about as well. Um, the other reason it works is because of who he works with and for, that being Sean Payton. Sure, and that's a that's another one of those offenses that is that's hard to beat right there. So the ne- the next name on the list, and this is one that I'm not sure that this is going to work out. It, it's already been reported that uh, the Broncos were denied the opportunity to interview this guy. Uh, he's the San Francisco 49ers quarterbacks coach, Rich Scangarello. Um, you got to say it the full Italian. You way. want me to give it the full? Well, it's Rich, which is just kind of boring. But the last name would be Scangarello. I'm not sure. If, uh, if I should continue to go that way. I think he just wants to be Scangarello, and we'll just move on from there. So if you're seeing a theme here, we're basically starting the creation of the five families with the Broncos. You have Fangio, and then you could potentially bring in Ed Donatello, which we think is an Italian it's, name. It's close. If you add like an O or an I at the end just for fun – then he's Italian. That's how you do it. And then you get the other guys that you mentioned, and I and I can't say it because I'm Irish. Well, the, so again, it's Rich Scangarello, uh, Joe Lombardi, and then uh, Nick Sirianni. I think those are the three that we're interested in. The rest of them, other than Press Taylor, we're, we're not going to say their names. In terms of names, those are the three you want to go at. Oh, yeah. yeah. But in terms of actual coach and coaching tree and modern philosophy and where they come from and forward thinking to me, it, it, it's press Taylor. Let me ask you this because this is the thing that keeps bouncing around in my head. And we talked about case Keenum and we've talked about quarterbacks and does any of it really matter if the Broncos don't have a legitimate franchise quarterback? I think what this move and divorce from Kubiak does now is it's going to completely open up the quarterback evaluation. Because if you talk to any Broncos fan or anyone remotely interested in the Broncos, the biggest fear with Kubiak being involved is that they were going to like West Virginia's Will Greer. Yeah, That's scary. now out the window. That is now out the window. I think this opens up the possibility of any and every quarterback in this draft. And it increases the likelihood that John Elway may move up to get him, whether it's Drew Haskins, whether it's Kyler Murray. And one of the big things about Kyler Murray is his size. Well, now that Elway has proven that he's forward thinking and evolving the way that he's thinking, maybe Kyler Murray is an option if that if he enters the NFL draft. There's Drew Locke who they scouted a bunch over the course of this college football season. And Elway went to Columbia, Missouri when the Tigers played Arkansas. So they've done a lot of work already on Drew Locke. There's, uh, what's his name? Jones and Duke. Oh, yeah. David Cutcliffe. Mm -hmm. That's a possibility. 
So I think this opens it up and it, it doesn't it doesn't pigeonhole them into any one quarterback or another because at this point no one knows what the offense or the system is because they don't have an offensive coordinator. But the thing about Vic Fangio is he's like I said at the the top of the podcast, he spent the last year with Matt Nagy, who is a forward thinking modern offensive coach with a young quarterback and he's best friends with Doug Peterson. So that brings another connection back to press Taylor. So I I think it makes it more exciting about the possibilities when you think about how LA wants to get it modern. He wants to get to the times and he's shown that he, that that's going to happen. And Van and you, I have no doubt that Fangio wants to do that offensively. They need the quarterback. How about this? How about you hire Press Taylor as your offensive coordinator, you throw a package together, and you trade for Carson Wentz? Ooh, I I, I like that. Maybe this year's first, next year's first. Sure. Are you going to find a better quarterback at 10? I, I highly doubt it. And you're still going to have question marks about that quarterback if you trade up. You know, you know Carson Wentz can run the offense, and if it's if it's Press Taylor who's calling the plays, and it's Carson Wentz who's running the offense, throw a package together. Maybe maybe throw in a defensive player who you're willing to part with. Anybody on the defense that you think uh, think Philadelphia might want? Not named Von Miller. Not named. Not named. Like I'm not. I'm not trading Chris Harris here. I'm not trading Von Miller. I'm not trading, you know, but I hate to say it. How about Derek Wolf? The idea of Carson Wentz and Press Taylor in Denver, I mean, obviously you're going to have to get medical clearance on his back. Yeah. But at this point, I'm salivating at that thought because that is incredible. I'd say somebody tweet that out. Somebody tweet that out. Get that to John Elway. I don't know that he he doesn't follow me, but somebody let John know. Uh, if anybody has his number or, or, or you know might be able to get in contact with him, let him know that that might be a good thing to look into. If you're going to hire Press Taylor, which you might, throw together a package, trade for Carson Wentz. We could have Brandon Quinn do it because he has the clout, but John Elway blocked him. John Elway blocked him. So, Brandon, Brandon you're out. maybe Brandon can make it happen Brandon make that happen do what you can that's what we're saying do what you can all right um anything else for this special edition of the MHR radio podcast I want press Taylor and Carson Wentz now yeah I didn't know I was gonna do that to you but uh I would I would take it you've been listening to mile high report radio Get involved in the discussion at milehighreport.com. And as always, go Broncos.